0: Praise the Lord, everybody. Okay. Let me let the conversations die down. Let's try that again, folks. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That sounds great from the young, young people up front. We have a great opportunity here this morning. I know we cast our minds forward oftentimes, thinking about what we have to do this afternoon, maybe thinking about plans for the upcoming week. But we have a great opportunity to connect with God this morning. We're here for a reason. And that is to exalt and magnify god and to hear something from him and be changed by his presence and that's what i want to happen there's only a few announcements we have this morning prayer will be dismissed in june and july due to the camp season we have been announcing that for the last several weeks and junior campers uh, will, that will be riding in the church van must be ready to leave the church at 9:30 a.m tomorrow morning do we love the lord this morning can we lift our hands and our voices and and worship the God, worship the Lord that saved us. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning. God bless. You.
1: ¡Gracias Victory in your praise. There's victory in your worship. Somebody shouting out, "Hallelujah, oh, yes. hallelujah!" We feel the victory. The proof of your power all over this place. We hear the rumbling of victory, victory. We feel the. The room of your powers all over this place. We hear the roar of victory. Victory. We feel the jailbreak. The bloom of your powers all over this place. Says to praise ye the Lord, praise God in his sanctuary, praise him in the firmament of his power, praise him for his mighty acts, praise him according to his excellent greatness. But it says, Let everything, let everything that have breath praise ye, the Lord, who oh, we yeah. the room the of your power. All over this place, we hear the rumbling for oh, victory. victory. Oh, yes, we do. We feel the trembling, the move of Your power all over this place.
2: of the Holy Ghost. Is that how you feel today? Thank the Lord. Would you clap your hands one more time to Jesus? Let's praise Him. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank the Lord. God bless you today. If you would remain standing for a moment. I'm excited to see all of you here today, excited to see everybody, especially Our guests that are here today, thank you so very much for being here, being here today with us at Grace Church. We welcome you, and we certainly hope you feel that welcome today. We're so thankful that you're here today. And uh, if you wonder why, you're wondering why there's a little more excitement and kind of some buzz in the atmosphere is because Jesus is here. But in addition to that, We have a bunch of youth campers that can't wait to get to Tioga. Uh, As a matter of fact, for our our junior high campers, we have 20 campers going this week to youth camp, and I think that is absolutely amazing. Thank the Lord. Absolutely amazing. Thank the Lord. I believe we had 11 that went to kids camp last week, so that will be a total of about 31 kids from our church going to youth camp. I remember a time that we didn't have any kids, Amy. Uh, you'll remember that. And, uh, but boy, they're here today. They're full of the Holy Ghost. And uh, I was so encouraged. Uh, Sister Murph and I were at the campground for a couple of days last week. Uh, Allison came up one night and said, after church, said, Pastor, I prayed through two kids through the Holy Ghost tonight. It's wonderful. It's a wonderful thing to send them to the campground on fire, full of the Holy Ghost, and they're praying kids through the Holy Ghost instead of somebody praying them through to the Holy Ghost. It's nice to give back. Thank the Lord. Great to give back. Thank the Lord. The next night, Allison came and approached us along with some of her friends, and She couldn't talk. She had completely lost her voice praying in the altar. So some of her friends said that what she's trying to say, Pastor, is that she's prayed someone else through the Holy Ghost tonight. I'm just so pumped and excited about that. Uh, I'm thrilled about what God is doing in our youth group. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. And there's obviously at Grace Church, as you saw this morning, there's no such thing as just one of our young people running the aisle. If one goes, they all go. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, this past week, we did have one wonderful, wonderful person, a very special person, received the baptism of the Holy Ghost at youth camp. Miss Millie, are you here in the house today somewhere? Thank the Lord. Millie Duncan. Thank the Lord right through to the baptism of the Holy Ghost at youth camp and that's amazing we need to come up here sweetie you knew this was coming we do it for everybody that receives the Holy Ghost She's grinning like the proverbial mule eating briars and we're happy about that how you doing This is amazing. Isn't that awesome? Let's give her some appreciation. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Before we go to the Word of God today, I want to give some, some honor where honor is due, and that is to uh, uh, Tanya and Teresa have been manning the lobby uh, for the past number of weeks, uh, selling things in the lobby to Support and to raise money for move the mission. Formerly she's for Christ to support our foreign missionaries around the world. And that's a lot of work. And it's a big, huge commitment, and I thank them both for doing such an amazing job. Thank y'all so very much. I mean uh, I believe God is going to bless them tremendously for their sacrifice, for organizing all of that, making stuff, baking things what have you and uh, so deeply deeply appreciate it Uh, I want to share with you a letter we received in the mail Um, it's from a couple I'm not going to give their last name his name is Rocky and Cindy it lives in California said Pastor Glenn Murphy I'm in California and watch Grace Church on a Roku channel my wife and I are so moved by your ministry it's been six to eight months now even though it's on TV, we feel like we're a part of the Grace Church family. Well, this is about Clovis doesn't like to be touched. And that filled our spirits that Sunday. And he goes on to say some very nice things about our church and so on. Thank you, Rocky and Cindy, and all the way from California, welcome to Grace Church. We're glad to have you a part of our audience today. Thank you all. I know you've been standing for a little while, but I'll be as brief as I can. Last Sunday was um, an amazing moving and manifestation of the Spirit of the Lord. I talked to you about the Old Testament story where four friends um, got together, formed a little connect group, if you will, and brought their paralyzed a friend to Jesus tore the roof off and um, what I didn't say last Sunday is when God gave me that he also gave me it simultaneously the thought that we have developed for today and um, as I say as I've said it many many times this year especially if you have ears to hear please hear if you have eyes to see please see work hard on this today because again I believe I've heard from the Lord I know I've heard from the Lord and God has set the stage today for some amazing miraculous, unbelievable things to happen if we have eyes to see and ears to hear. 2 Kings chapter 7 verse 1 Then Elisha said Hear ye the word of the Lord Thus saith the Lord. I'm going to give a Glenn Murphy translation right here then pastor said hear ye the word of the Lord thus saith the Lord ok y'all with me we have one I'll continue reading tomorrow Elisha said about this time shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel two measures of barley for a shekel and the gate of Samaria listen to verse 2 then the Lord On whose hand the king leaned, answered the man of God and said, Behold, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, might this thing be? And he, Elisha, said to this man, Behold, you'll see it with your eyes, but you won't eat any of it. Notice verse 3, just out of nowhere out of nowhere. If you're reading this for the very first time in your Bible, you're like, how is this even relevant? I'm going to show you today how it's relevant. And there were four leprous men at the entering end of the gate. And they said one to another, why sit we here until we die? I want to preach to you for a little while this morning. The word of God in the midst of chaos. I can't find a better title. I've thought and thought, titles aren't that big of a deal anyway, just kind of helps you remember. But this is the best I could do. But there's going to be far more to this sermon than just that. Everybody say thank God for the word. Thank you for standing. God bless you and you may be seated. Thank you so much. Again, I believe that God has spoken to my spirit Uh, in a very similar way that he did last Sunday. Numerous times this year, it's hard to believe we're already in the middle of June. It seems like the year is just going by on fast forward. But numerous times this year, I have talked to you about having, having eyes that see not and having ears that hear not. And there's still the manifestation of that here today. As many times as it's been preached and said, there's still manifestation of that posture, that attitude, if you will. This message today is going to illustrate this point in such an amazing way. I'll have you notice in 2 Kings 6, it's a chapter prior to the one we just read out of, obviously, The Bible tells us that story, it's a story that most of us have heard and I have to admit today it's kind of a bizarre story. Everybody say bizarre. It tells a story of the king of Syria who was a terrible enemy of the nation of Israel Tells a story of the king of Syria wanting to invade Israel and take those people into captivity. And every time he would come up with a strategy to invade, God would reveal that strategy to the prophet Elisha. This happened, and the Bible said it happened more than once or twice, it happened on a regular basis. The, the king of Syria couldn't plan any kind of a strategy to invade Israel without God telling Elisha Elisha would let the king of Israel know and then Israel would know what to do, where to be, where not to be and so on and the king's invasion plans completely failed so needless to say the king of Syria was kind of tired of this and he started interrogating his generals and leaders in his army and so on and found out that there's a prophet in Israel and God is revealing to that prophet king everything you plan to do to harm and to hurt the nation of Israel. So the king decided, I'm going to dispatch an army. He found out where Elisha was. He was a little town called Dothan. And that's where Elisha was staying. You all know the story, but you don't, really remember the end of the story. Syria, the king of Syria, sent dispatched a small army to Dothan where Elisha was staying, sent them late at night, very quietly, surrounded that little town. And the next morning, when Elisha's servant walked outside the tent, he witnessed the army of Syria surrounding them. Needless to say, it scared the ever-loving daylights out of him. He ran back in the tent and told Elisha that the Syrian army is on the outside. What are we going to do? How are we going to escape? How are we going to get away from this? You all know the story. Elisha walked outside with the servant and told him, Listen, servant, pal, right here. There are more that be with us than there are with them. But when you have eyes that see not, you don't get that point. It's like that, that I just mentioned a moment ago. I still feel that posture here at Grace Church. I discern that in my spirit. I'm telling you today that no matter what's going on in our world and no matter what's going on in your personal life there is more that be with you than anything on the outside you just have to have eyes to see it If all of us could just kind of give Jesus that emoji look right now And say, God, I'm trying, God, I'm trying, God, I'm trying to see it, God, I'm trying to believe it. I wonder whose eyes could be opened up today to some things in the spirit world that you've never seen. So, Elisha prayed. God opened this man's eyes and let him see and the Bible said he saw the mountain around them filled with angels and chariots of fire. And this is so interesting to me that Elijah just prayed that God would open the eyes of his servant and then turned around and prayed, God, would you blind the armies of the Syrians? We see things just the opposite. We don't, we're blinded to the things in the Spirit, but we can see all the chaos just as clear as a bell. We can see every devil, it seems like, everything wrong, every problem, every difficulty, every challenge. We can't, we can't read the Word of God with faith anymore, and all of these kind of things are happening in our lives right now. I've prayed this week with all of my heart. I prayed standing over there this morning. God, would you take the eyes of Grace Church and open them and then blind the eyes of the things that's trying to destroy our homes, our families, our kids, our parents, all the chaos, all the horrible things that's going on around us. Oh, yes. Oh yes, I feel the Holy Ghost moving right now. I feel the Spirit of the Lord working right now. Hallelujah. So God blinded the armies of the Syrians. This is interesting to me. When you read the rest of the chapter, Elisha told the captain of the army of Syria, who's now blind, He said, I'll take you to the man you're looking for. So he poked and prodded that man, that army, to the king of Israel. And then when he got him into the presence of the king of Israel, Elisha prayed again and said, God, now you can open their eyes. And the enemy (laughs) saw. That they were right in the middle of Israel. Surrounded by the Israeli army, if you will. And now they were terrified. Y'all going to think I'm crazy and then you won't be the first one. <laughs> but wouldn't it be awesome? I had a missionary. His brother, his brother Billy Cole said one time, I'll never forget it. When he was a missionary in Thailand... He said they, they had demon-possessed people that came to their services all the time. They literally got accustomed to casting demons out of people. And uh, he trained his elders and assistants in the church that if they detected that before church started, they'd deal with it before church ever started. They'd cast the devils out and then they could have church uninterrupted by these uh, demonic uh, people. He said one service. One night it was time for service to start and some of his elders came and said, we have a man here that's demon-possessed. And Brother Cole said it just made him so mad. It made him so angry about that. He said, I want you to bring this man up here. And he brought him up here. You couldn't do this in the States. But he brought the man up there and told the elders to go get a blanket and some rope. And they wrapped that man up in a blanket and tied rope around him, tied him up and just propped him over there against the wall and made the devil set through the entire service. And then they cast the demon out after service. I would to God that the things that are tormenting our families, our children, that God would just lead them into the sanctuary blind. And then let them all of a sudden see that they're surrounded by people filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. If I remember right, our Bible says greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Hallelujah. We still don't have eyes to see, but maybe in a little while we will. So the king of Israel wanted to smite them. And Elisha said, no, 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 just calm down. It's not that big of a deal. He prayed again. And God restored the sight of that army. And then told the king of Israel to feed them, give them drink and send them back home. I think it'd be pretty cool for all these demons that torment us all the time to be brought into the house of God and then their eyes be opened. You wouldn't have to lead them out of this building. They would run out of this building. And the Bible said that army returned to Israel no more. I don't have time to unpack this the way I want to because I've got a ways to go yet. But there was one person whose eyes was open and there was an army whose eyes were shut. And God made both happen. you all believe that? This year... This year, 2022, Brother Billy Thornton here today has walked up on more than one occasion after Sunday morning service and said, I have seen angels in this building. He has described them over above my head in the ceiling. He's described them being over there coming this way and going down the center aisle. He's described them in a number of different ways. But the rest of us, including me, on those times that he saw that, I didn't have the eyes to see that. But I'm praying. I'm praying that God will give us eyes to see the things of God. Hallelujah to God. The Sunday that Brother and Sister Gums was here, you may remember she was sitting right over there. And during an arbitrary part of the service, she just started dancing, dancing, dancing. I don't know if any of you remember that. I thought it was odd. I thought it was unusual because, again, I didn't perceive that the spirit of the service was yielding to that. But she told us at lunch when church was over, she said, I just turned around and, to scan the crowd. And she said, Brother Murphy, I saw the place filled with a host of angels and they were dancing and rejoicing over the presence of God and I had to dance with them too. I'm praying with all my heart right now that God would somehow open our eyes that we could see that there are more that be for us than there be that be with them. Everybody clap your hands. To the Lord this morning hallelujah hallelujah I know there are people here today that are somewhat skeptical hearing these things but I'm not I've never one time disbelieved or doubted brother Billy I have not doubted sister gums and I believe today That there is a host of the angelic here this morning in this building. Hallelujah to God, I believe it. Now, again, I don't have time to unpack all this. I'm trying to preach about four sermons at one time. Later on in the same chapter, you read where the Syrians returned again, apparently somewhat later. And this time... Instead of coming after the man of God, they came after the people of God. They surrounded the city of Samaria. And because of the Syrians surrounding Samaria, they had cut off all their food supplies, and now the city of Samaria was in a horrible famine. God allowed a very unique story to be told to give you context. About how serious this famine was. How horrible the times were. A certain mother who had a small baby. Had come to the king of Israel. Had seen him walking through the streets of Samaria. And she came to him and she said. There's another mother that has another small child. And we made an agreement yesterday. That we would boil my son and eat him. Yesterday, And she agreed that we would boil her son and eat him today. That's how grievous the famine was in Samaria. But the woman said, the mother has hidden her child and we're starving to death. What should I do? The king blamed it on Elisha. He was very angry with Elisha, blamed the whole thing on him. He really didn't give the woman an answer but he did say that Elisha should be killed because it's his fault that all of this is going on. People, please, please listen. In the midst of all of this chaos comes a word from the Lord. See, there's people here today that don't understand that. God has spoken to you so clearly, so evidently. But you can't get your head around it. You have a hard time. I, I, I need to establish this point. You have a hard time getting your head around it. You have a hard time understanding it. You you, you hear a sermon like this and I just don't quite get it, Pastor. I, I would like to feel it. I'd like to be a part of all of this. I'd like to be all whoop-de-woo like the young people are and, and all of that. And I, I just... I have eyes, but they can't see. And I have ears, but they're not hearing. In the midst of all this chaos, the word of God comes to Elisha. And it's happening here, right now, in your ear. In your plain sight, the word of God is going forth. Elisha prophesied that God is going to open up the windows of heaven and there's going to be a time of abundance and plenty in the nation of Israel like they've not seen in a long time. I understand the skepticism. I understand the doubt. Here's mothers eating their own children. you're telling me that this time tomorrow there's going to be more to eat in Samaria than we can imagine and you expect me to believe that when pastor gets up here and tells you that God has an answer for your marriage God has an answer for your kids God has an answer for your parents, he has an answer for your job situation, he has an answer for everything going on in your life that's a word from the Lord, I'm not trying to preach to make you feel happy. I want miracles. I want you to see the manifestation of God in your life. Somebody told me this morning that God has provided something for them that is just absolutely amazing. But you have to have eyes to see it. You have to have ears to hear it. That's 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 what we need to to understand. The other part of this is Elisha didn't say where this was coming from. He just said it was going to happen. And people were skeptical. Blake Williams, had he told the people where this stuff was going to come from, that would have left him outside of Samaria. they would say, you, you just get out of here. You have completely lost your mind. I'm not going to tell you where it's going to come from either, but probably you already know. And we can do a little whoop-de-woo over it because God did it for them. But we have such a hard time seeing it happen. Here's what's interesting to me. It's Elisha, they knew he was a prophet. He had been affirmed as a prophet. He had done miracles before them. And he prophesies one of the most incredible yet unbelievable promises from God that God has ever made to these people. And the people refuse to hear it. They refuse to believe it. Even the king's right-hand man told Elisha to his face. I don't believe that. I don't believe a word of it. And Elisha prophesied to him. Listen to pastor, please listen. He told that man that because you don't believe this prophecy, you will be dead this time tomorrow. and he was the Bible said he was trampled to death because of the numbers of people going after the food and the sustenance that God had provided so follow me here the Syrians had surrounded the city of Samaria there was a great famine in the land and God is about to do one of the most mysterious and interesting things to me that he's ever done in scripture he causes the Syrian army to hear a sound Now. Earlier in the chapter, he's playing with the Syrian army's eyes. Now, he's playing with their ears. I don't mean playing in a a disrespectful way. God is manifesting himself, I should say. In the first army, he manifested himself himself in what they could see or not. Now, he's manifesting himself in what they can hear or not. They hear a sound. Listen. Listen. When they hear a sound, this is an army, they've been trained. They have generals that's been trained. They don't send out any spies. They don't send out anyone to investigate. They just simply believe that the king of Israel has paid the king of Egypt and the kings of the Hittites To come and help them fight this battle against the Syrians. And the Syrians knew they were no match for any kind of battle like that. They would be quickly consumed. The humorous thing about this is there's no such thing as the kings of the Hittites. That didn't even exist. The other humorous thing about this is that they didn't even bother to mount their horses So they could actually run away faster. They were so scared and afraid because they heard a sound with their ears. They fled on foot. They were terrified by this sound. They left all of their possessions, all of their military equipment, everything they had, everything they owned. They left it behind. They took nothing with them. All because they heard a sound. No evidence of anything. They just heard a sound. It sounded like thousands of horses and chariots. The point is this. The first Syrian army could not see what did exist. And the angels and chariots of fire. And the second Syrian army heard something that did not exist. So one could not see what did exist. And the other army heard something that didn't exist. That's why it's imperative. The pastor's been preaching it. We have to have eyes that see correctly and ears that hear correctly. We are surrounded by people in our church culture today, Pentecostal, formerly apostolic, that cannot see the manifestation of God that is right in front of them. And they think they are hearing things from God that doesn't exist. And the deception is unbelievable. And they're leaving behind everything that is of the utmost valuable in their life. that's a word from the Lord and there's people here today that's doing the same thing real quickly and I'm gonna wrap up sermon number one and hit sermon number two. Second Thessalonians chapter two everybody look at the screen for the mystery of iniquity doth already work only he who now letteth or allow will let until he be taken out of the way that's the church in the rapture and then that wicked shall be revealed whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and which shall destroy them with the brightness of his coming Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness and them that perish because they received not a love for the truth that they might be saved. They had eyes that couldn't see and they had ears that couldn't hear. They couldn't see God and they heard a sound they thought was God. and for this cause shall god send them a strong delusion that they should believe a lie that they all might be damned who believed not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness the two syrian armies is a manifestation is an illustration of that scripture in the midst Y'all have got to stay on board. Please stay on board with me. I'm not going to be very long. In the midst of all of this stuff, the Syrian army seeing things and hearing things and all of that, the Word of God is still being preached. It's still being prophesied. And because of this mighty manifestation of God's power, The Syrian army left behind, the Syrian army left behind enough sustenance for the complete entire famine in the nation of Israel to come to an abrupt end. In 24 hours, the famine was over. The middle of all this chaos <laughs> in the middle of all this mess somehow god saw fit to move in the hearts and the minds of four men who had leprosy in the middle of all this mess makes no sense to me in the middle of all this stuff makes no sense God chooses to move on these four men. We know the story that God used these men to go discover this amazing supply of food and water and livestock and horses and chariots and all the military equipment you could imagine. Everything that was needed in Samaria that day was discovered by four lepers. these four men decided that we are not going to just sit here and die. So no doubt this was their train of thought and if you hadn't heard me before, please listen now. I'm not going to be much longer. This to me was no doubt their train of thought. We have the most feared disease that people can have. We've been shunned We've been separated from our families. We can't work. We can't provide anything for our families or for ourselves. Our families won't let us back into our homes. Our church won't let us assemble with them and worship anymore. Our country will not allow us to come and live in our own homeland. This is what happened when you had leprosy back then. So why don't we go enter the Syrian camp and just see what they do? And if we die... We die. That was added. I'll have you notice that leprosy is a type of judgment from God. It's a type of sin, and there's no cure for it outside of a miracle from God. No one is really sure about where Old Testament leprosy came from and how a person got it, and we all know it was manifested on the outside of the body, and it ate away at the extremities—the nose, the ears, the fingers, toes, hands, feet. These people were very grotesque-looking. They had no help. I need the screen. They had no help, no encouragement, no connect group. They had no connect group. So they formed their own. And if you would have named it anything, you would have probably named it this. Why sit we here till we die, connect group? Anybody want to come join our connect group? I would to God that every person here today would join that connect group. And say I'm not going to sit here and die. I'm not going to sit here and lose my kids. I'm not going to just sit here and lose my marriage. I'm not going to sit here and lose everything that I've got. I'm not going to sit here and lose, oh God help me today. I wish about five people would stand to your feet right now and say I'll be a part of that group. I'm not going to just sit here and stare into space with eyes that can't see. And I'm not going to start hearing stuff that don't exist. But I'm going to get a hold of God. I'm going to get a hold of the Word of God. I'm going to get a part I'm going to become a part of what God is doing so help me God everybody clap your hands and shout yes man I feel the Holy Ghost rumbling in this building right now oh my thank you you may be seated Now here is where it starts getting a little tricky. This is what I envisioned this week happened. Perhaps two of them only had one good foot each. Maybe each one of them had lost a foot to leprosy. Maybe the other two, each one had lost their hand or fingers to leprosy. So they determined... We're going to help each other. If you'll take your right hand and we can unify, I still have my left hand. And if we go and sneak into the camp of the Syrians and find food and water, you take... Come Help me, Brother Ben. These folks have eyes that can't see. We're going to have to illustrate that. Here, stand right here. This hand is gone. It don't exist, okay? This hand. This hand is still good. My hand over here. Don't work very good either, but I've got this one. So if we go into the camp of the Syrians and we find a bunch of stuff, we can scoop it up together together, and we can take it back to our people who is starving and thirsting. Do you get that? Do you see that? Does anybody here see that? Do I need to come closer so you can see it better? Does anybody see it? Thank you, Brother Ben. Could it be perhaps? that there's somebody here today that has one good foot. If you can find somebody on the other side of the building that has another good foot, maybe y'all together could help the two guys with the two hands and say, hey, let's form a connect group, and we're going to call it Why Set We Here Do We Die, and we can help each other carry the blessing of God. So <clears throat> here's where it really starts to get tricky. They had to put aside, if this is going to work, they had to put aside how each other. I found a picture or two of somebody that had leprosy really bad. And I was gonna put it on the screen, but I was afraid it'd be a little hard for our kids to see that. They looked awful. They looked like monsters. Some of them didn't have noses and ears and gooey pus and infection was running down their face. And they were wrapped up in dirty soiled garments that they could find laying on the street somewhere just perpetuating the infectious disease that was rumbling through their body but when you're that hungry and you're that desperate all you're looking for is another hand that will help you I don't really care what your face looks like you say well Pastor, why would God use four lepers? I have no idea. Here's the clincher. I can't even find in the scripture where they even heard Elisha's prophecy. They were just trying something. But they were willing to put aside what each other looked like, what their personalities were like. They were putting to putting aside, I don't really like that person. That guy over there don't smell good. He looks awful. What they realized was it was not, listen to me people. It was not that they had the same disease in common. That's not what brought them together. What brought them together was that they had the same faith in common. See, we're supposedly are people that believe the same thing. But we get all crossways with each other when we don't like the way each other look. And we don't like the way each other smells. And, and we don't like what each other's done and to each other and, and all of that. They had to put aside, oh God. They had to put aside how they had offended each other and had hurt each other's feelings. They had to put aside how they judged each other And they had to put aside all the mistakes that they had made. They put all of that aside. All they was looking for was a healthy hand that they could hold on to. I can't find anywhere in Scripture where they even heard Elisha's prophecy. I don't believe, Brother Donnie, that these four men had any idea how God was about to use them for one of the most phenomenal miracles that ever happened in the history of Israel. People like that don't qualify for God's miracle work. People like that aren't even supposed to have any faith. People like that can't even unify and agree on anything. The devil has sold us a bill of goods for years There's more faith in this building right now to heal any disease, to solve any problem. The problem we have is we can't put aside what we all look like, what we all believe, what God's looking for right now out of Grace Church is unity and faith. If we can produce it, God can do anything. And gears out, you may be seated. Thank you. There are people here today. There's people sitting in this building right now that think there's people here today that believe that because I'm in the middle of a difficult, broken, messed up, confusing, chaotic crisis right now, what could I possibly do to be a blessing to anybody else? That's the lie that the devil has told. You even, it is possible, you may not have heard a sermon in its entirety for a long time. There could be people here today that the word of God is practically null and void in your heart and mind. The thing about it is that you're not here today alone. There's other people here today in the same place you're in. And when you think about you getting together with them and anything coming from it that's good, not a chance of that happening. You want me, Pastor, to go get with that person over there and expect something good to come out of it? Yes, I do. You have no idea. You talk about bringing a blinded, demonic army into this building and wake them up to some realities. Let a leper from this side of the building get with one on this side of the building and join hands and say, let's do this together. The devil can't deal with that he couldn't deal with it then and he got I feel the Holy Ghost right now he can't he can't deal with it now listen to pastor right now listen there's other people here today in the same place you're in and when you think about getting together with them and anything coming good coming from it you would be amazed you know why because God works mysterious ways his wonders to perform. I wish I could hear somebody praying right now. I wish I could hear somebody speaking in tongues right now. What if you started thinking about the place you're in right now and imagine that there's someone else in a very similar situation as yours and the two or three or four of you getting together right now knowing that that you haven't really been in tune with God for weeks and months. And you feel like an outcast. And while your life has been utter chaos. And has, so has everything else around you. How in the world could God work such a phenomenal miracle through you? And the people who are as needy, hungry, desperate, destitute as you are. There may be, listen, there may be some family here today. There could be a husband and wife here today. They're as far apart as the East is from the West. There could be siblings here today that's not had an altar experience together in years. Here today, if you could get together with that person in faith and unity, what could God do for your attitude, your outlook, and your perspective? What could God do for your marriage, your relationships? Your family, your parents, your home. God can do the impossible. Last Sunday, it was friends helping those that had needs. This Sunday, it is those that have needs getting together with someone else who has needs. And together, we're going to make a difference. So, I want you to imagine... I wish I could illustrate this without it being humorous because it's not funny. I wanna come here Ethan. I want you to imagine, me and him are eaten up with leprosy. And we formed our own little connect group. Oh, and you and Braylon come over here too. Y'all come on, four of us. i being funny. We're all eaten up with leprosy. We have no value. We have no purpose. Nobody wants us around them. When you had leprosy and started walking to people, they bolt that way and that way. They don't want to get anywhere around you. So we know we can't go into Samaria. We know Israel is barely even letting us stay in the country. So we're going to head to the Syrians. We don't have hands. We don't have good hands. We don't have good feet so we're walking kind of like this (laughs) I'm dying man we're all dying but we're not just going to sit here let's head that way and see if we can do some good come on come on man my life is so broken my heart's been broken I've got hurt feelings I've been offended I've been outcast I don't have any value, I don't have any purpose, I don't have anything good going for me, but I'm not going to sit here and die I'm going to do something so I'm going to head over here and when they arrive at the camp of the Syrians there's no one there but there's horses livestock, food blankets, water Everything you can imagine. They're terrified and excited all at the same time. To tell them what's happened to us. You listen to me here today. I didn't want to say this. I didn't want to. I don't want to say it. But we have seven, at least seven families that I know of in this church right now that's going through some horrible, chaotic, domestic situation in your marriage and family right now. What if y'all got together? sit here and die we're going to the throne of god and we're going to get our heart right with god we're going to do whatever it takes to get our heart right with god and when we're done we're going to go help some other friends who's going through the same problems we are and we're going to share the greatness of god there's people here today that has siblings here today what would happen if in a few moments you walked over to them And took them by the hand and said, come pray with me right now. I'm fed up with this junk that's going on in my life that's going on in your life. I'm tired of just sitting here and pining away. And watch every great thing around me go to waste. And I'm tired of seeing it all die. Let's form a connect group. Let's get together. And let's set a path for our life and bring this news to other people out there that's going through the same hell we are. You listen to me. Stand with me. I'm done. about this because everybody knows what's going on in your stuff anyway because you tell it. You get on Facebook and tell it and Instagram and tell it. Somebody sent me an Instagram post this week. I was horrified. They don't attend this church but a man got on Facebook and said, my wife cheated on me this week. This is where we're living and I'm tired of just sitting here. God, I want to hear God say something. I don't know that these men heard anything, but they got up and did something without a word from God. We're hearing the word of God right now. What can we do now? So, I'm going to ask you today, somebody that's not perfect and somebody in this building that doesn't feel worthy, would you maybe go find a friend in the house today? Do you, are you brave enough to do that? Do you have the courage to do that? You're watching their, their family fall apart in front of your face right now. Do you have the courage to walk up to them and take them by the hand? And say, come and let's, let's, let's take this to the Lord. No matter what. They'll come no matter what. God help us for our pride here today. God help us for our pride here today. That's the eyes that can't see and the ears that can't hear. So let's do it this way. Would everybody just come down here, everybody all at one time, and find somebody else. and form your connect groups that said, This ain't going to die, not on my watch. It's not going to die on my watch. Sure.
1: To belong in one to I'm not afraid to